You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Hello and welcome to Travel Genius. I'm Mark Elwood. And I'm Nikki Eckstein. We're the Travel Geniuses. Yes, we are. This week, why you should watch the currency exchange rates and not because you're monitoring your investments. They're actually a canny way to plan your travels. That's right, Mark. Plus, we'll be joined by veteran Broadway actor turned director Shelley Williams. All that and more on this week's Travel Genius. Let's talk about the pound. Oh, Nikki, must we? I know, it's painful, but we got to go there, Mark. (laughs) The uncertainty of Brexit over the last three years has pushed the pound to historic lows against most currencies, including, of course, the dollar. It's right now, at the time of this recording, about $1.30 to one British pound. Oh, it was at 2.11 to the pound in 2007. That's an enormous difference. I remember this because every visit when it was like that, when I went back to Britain to see my parents, it almost broke me and not because of them. And I love London coffee shops and I would go into a place and get a single coffee and a scone and I felt like I was going to go bankrupt. So I know, I know. But the softening of currency is something that we really want to talk about today. There's never been a better time to visit the UK, at least in terms of value. But it's important to note that the flight prices are going down as well because fewer British people are coming to America on vacation. And that means that the airlines actually have more seats to give on those transatlantic flights. They basically have to fill the whole plane back and forth with Americans. And I have seen prices for economy, but at around 300 bucks round trip from the East Coast, which is unprecedented. It's unprecedented. So if we're thinking about following currency to lead us to places where we can splurge, Where else, Nikki, will you take me for a champagne life on a beer budget? Well, this has been true in the past, but back again is South Africa. The value of the rand kind of goes up and down, and it was at a record low in 2016. But, you know, in between 2016 and now, a lot has happened. We actually, for a while, were telling people not to go to South Africa because of the historic drought. All of these concerns have kind of gone to bay. And now we are we're able to find great value in South Africa again. Um. God, you can eat so well there, Mm -hmm. the wine in the winelands. I mean, you can splurge like crazy in South Africa and still not spend a very pretty penny. And I would say it's interesting. United is introducing a new direct flight from Newark to Cape Town. 
historically you used to be able to fly direct to Cape Town. All the flights moved to Joburg. Yes. It looks like you're going to have the chance to fly direct to Cape Town. Of course, more. folks in Joburg are very upset about this. And Joburg is still, you know, a city that you can go to maybe on your second trip to South Africa. But if you've never been, these new flights to Cape Town are a great excuse to just kind of go straight to the meat on the bone. Speaking of that, meat on the bone. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition. Brazil. I mean, come on. You don't have to pay for that horrible visa anymore, which used to be such a pain in the butt. That's something that the government finally did away with in this past year. And the dollar is really strong right now. So usually in Brazil, you'd get maybe three rest to the dollar. Right now, it's closer to four. That will take you pretty far. And again, Brazil is a place where you already got good value. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty exciting. I will say I went to Rio to cover the Olympics and it was such a sexy, exciting city. Yes, I would always take Ubers or the local equivalent everywhere. I wouldn't wander through every neighborhood, but it's great value. The Emiliano Hotel is gorgeous. I was just in Sao Paulo, another, the architecture in Sao Paulo. It's like stepping into a vintage edition of Wallpaper magazine. I I actually love Sao Paulo. Uh, Yes, the traffic is terrible. It's kind of like LA that way, but I think it's a really magnetic city. And Rio, actually, in 2020, will be UNESCO's first ever capital of architecture. Plus, you've got a couple of new hotels coming in. Rosewood is rumored to be coming in. Fairmont just opened in Copacabana. It's a, a pretty good time to be in Rio. Or, to combine it, with a very nearby country, Argentina, where obviously the Argentinian economy has struggled for a long time, but it is still a great place to go. Pump some of your tourism dollars in there. You're helping out because you're spending dollars there, but you're getting great value. And even better, 2016, the American government removed the $160 reciprocity fee, which was basically a way of punishing tourists to encourage (laughs) us to get there. So you're saving even more money. Yeah, absolutely. And you can you can do Iguazu Falls right in between the two of those. I mean, talk about a dream trip right there. So I will admit, when I went to Buenos Aires, I don't, I don't know if anyone, please listeners, tweet at me and tell me if you did this. I went out there and I snuck out onto the balcony. I threw my arms out and I had my Evita moment. I mean, come on, Mark. You and I are both big theater people. How could you not? How could you resist that? We are both throwing our arms up right now. <laughs> I'm resisting Res- singing. Exactly. <laughs> we, you know what us singing. You know who you probably would like singing? Who would we like to sing for us, Nikki? Our next guest, Mark, Shelley Williams. Basically, traveling and performing is in her blood. As a child, Shelley toured constantly with her dad, who was the drummer in the Ohio Players. But she didn't become a musician. She became dancer, actor, and a singer, appearing in multiple roles on Broadway, original cast of Aida, and yes, in Seasons of Love and Rent, she was that woman who sings the impossible note in the middle of the show. Maybe we should see if she could do it right here in the studio. I think we should I think we should ask her. Oh nicely. my god. Well anyway, Shelley eventually turned to directing, working on Motown the Musicals, tour, uh, countless other benefits and events, and now she's about to return to Aida, this time as the director of a revival which is going to begin touring in America in 2021 with an eye on the Great White Way. I mean, who wouldn't? Let's bring her in. Shelly, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to Travel Genius. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We're very happy you're here too, Shelly. Look, before we dive in, we do have to talk to you about a little procedural. I'm sure you know this. Our longtime listeners will. Nikki, hit the button. That's the Travel Genius bell. 
When you make Does that wh- mean I'm a travel genius? Well, if you hear it a lot, that's exactly what that means. Oh, delightful. Every time you say something that is so genius, Nikki, who's quite a hard adjudicator. Okay. So I've gotten a little easier over time, Mark. You've rubbed off on she's, me. She's eased up. I'm, I'm the soft touch. She will give you a ding to mark that as a standout tip. It's on. If you're a competitive person, <laughs> I yes. love it. Totally. I, f- I feel like, okay, the race is on. Let's I'm from go. Ohio. Like, where we're in competitive. Ohio? Dayton. Oh, no way. My whole husband's family is from Cleveland. Nice. Ohio. O H. I O. Well, talk to us about, we were just before we got on the air, we were all talking about coffee. And I feel like it's the perfect place to start this conversation because there were a lot of big feelings happening around this table. You're a big coffee person when you travel, right? I'm a big coffee person all the time. In general. Yes. All do the time. you do the red eye to recover from the red eye? I actually switch on the plane my time. So it depends on what time I land. Okay. So I'm pretty regular about that. When I land in the city, I do my very best to be on their eating schedule and on their time. So I don't So you don't do caffeine past what what point <laughs> in the day is your cutoff for caffeine? Three o'clock. And if you are flying and you need to caffeinate before you get off the plane, I, you have a ritual. Oh, yes. I never take it to chance. I have a Stanley coffee press, like Stanley, like construction worker Stanley. Um, they have a beautiful, beautiful French press. And so I, a dur- in other words, because uh, we think of French presses as quite fragile, a durable, or large. a large, like a, like a, a one. It that- looks like a thermos. And oh. I preload it with grounds and I just ask the flight attendant to put water, hot water. So in the it. top has the little plunger part. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Oh my God. Ding. Amazing. <laughs> yes. That was a, a quick one. How I did love you that. find out who tipped you off to that? Or how did you deduce you could do that? Did you meet a construction worker and loved his thermos? No, I learned it in the theater because I'm a, a theater director. So I was in tech and a stage manager had a coffee. And that's my um, that's where I make a exception to my coffee rule at three o'clock. Because when we're in tech, we usually do 14 hours a day if you're on the creative Ooh. team. So midway through the day, I need to start my next eight hours. <laughs> so I usually have a cup of coffee around six, seven o'clock on the dinner break that'll take me through about one o'clock. And in so the morning. you bring your portable French press into the theater as I well. I do. I have a hot pot on my tech desk and my French press and my coffee. That's amazing. So another another behind the scenes person was doing this, uh-huh. and you cribbed it from him or her. Oh my gosh, I ordered it that very night and had it delivered to my hotel in the city, and I call it the precious. And when I walk the around precious. the theater, I'm always like, where's the precious? And they're like, That's at amazing. the lighting table. Like, I just, you know, go to talk to a designer and set it down. And So what do you do about grounds? Obviously, on the flight, you only need one set of grounds so you can preload that from home. Do you also travel with, like, little containers just in case you can't get good coffee along Absolutely. the way? I leave nothing to chance. I love this. I leave nothing. Now, I'm also... Like little spice containers? What do you use? This yeah, is great. Yeah, I, I use a small... Um, Something that like locks up. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a small a container. A little plastic tub. A little plastic tub um, that I preload my coffee in. <gasps> and I love Columba coffee, so I get that and I bring it with me. Oh and then God. if I'm in a country that has great coffee, then I will buy coffee there as well. I just had an epiphany. I have these little formula containers to make baby bottles on the go. Yeah. That's what, that's what you fill with you coffee. Know, like, I love this. Between the two of you, you give yourself an extra ding. Boom. <laughs> Um, I will also say, I want to hear from listeners. Tell us, do you have any other coffee hacks? Because I think this is a perennial challenge. It is. And getting great coffee, if you're a bit of a coffee snob. You also have some pretty interesting insights for how to end your day super well, even when it's a late night. I I know you've talked about room service and your way to kind of hack that in the past. Oh, my room service hack, for sure. Okay, so talk us through Mm -hmm. this whole kind of 
planning equation ahead. Equation that you made. This is very clever. Yeah, when you work crazy hours like I do, um, I, you know, often I'll come out of the theater and because I'm like on these insane hours, I'll be hungry. But I don't want to have like a full meal. Um, and I don't want to go into a pub and wait for, you know, two hours to get something or especially you know, for them in the to, like, theater district. scrounge up whatever they come up with, especially in the theater district. <laughs> so I pre-order room service and then put it in a container and put it in the 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 mini bar, which I was. So wait, emptied. explain. Walk us through this. You pre-order room service. Yeah. So I travel with like containers. I travel with I always have like bags and containers and various mm-hmm. things I travel with. But I pre-order like a Caesar salad and then I will it will get delivered before I leave. I'll put it in a container, put it in the fridge, and then when I come home at night, I have something fresh. I have some vegetables I can eat or like a fruit plate. And so are you trying to kind of avoid waiting for the room service? Do you want to cut out that kind of time between order and delivery? Well, yes and. Um often they're not open. Yeah. Uh, the times that I'm coming that's, in. That's or they bad. have like just a bar menu and I don't want to go to bed on greasy food. Mm. So I, yeah. What I think is clever about that is I'm quite a, careful about what I eat mm-hmm. and you don't want to come back at one in the morning and even if room service is on, they're like, we can grill you a cheeseburger. Yeah. I don't oh. want to go to sleep on that, but a salad or a fruit plate, that's perfect. A fruit and cheese plate genius. is like delightful. Yes. It's so good. I definitely agree with that, especially, I I mean, I've had the issue where I land really late sometimes and Mm -hmm. then you can't get Mm -hmm. something good to eat. If only I had thought to pre-order at that point. Can you can you call ahead? Have you ever tried calling ahead? I haven't, but I wonder if any GMs listening or any hotel staff can tell us. Do people call ahead? Oh, that's genius. Now, can I ring the bell for you? Because (laughs) that was magnificent. I don't know, though. I rang the bell, but, like, I'm not really going to give myself a point because I don't know if this works. Well, Well, I don't know why. If you call ahead and give your credit card and you're like, I'm checking in in a few hours. Here's my credit card for incidentals. Yes. Again, hotel people, hotel staffers, please tell us, is this possible? Has anyone ever done it? Have we just uncovered one of those hotel secrets we didn't know about? Yeah, and can I be your pilot person? Because I'm going on a lot of trips in the next two months. I would Report happily. Back. Yes, I'll back. happily pilot, us pilot that for you. Tell us also, Shelley, you, I know that you're not, this. we're talking about a lot of clean living here about fruit plates, but I know you're a fan of going on a boozy water cruise when you arrive oh in a city. Who? Tell us why you do this. Who does not like a boozy water cruise? Um, so... If I am vacationing, or actually, even if I'm in, in a city, in a city for work, it's awfully, often not the first night because I'm, you know, working. But if I'm on vacation, for sure, if there is a booze cruise um, on night one, I will go, we'll book it, we'll go. And it's a great way to see the city that you're going to um, from the water and get some real tips about things you might want to see. Like, there's often so much you can get from friends google lists and their you know and books but something might intrigue you as they're describing you know a certain museum or something that you see on a hill that might open you up to um something to add to your list and the other great thing about it is it keeps you awake to keep to get you on the time that you need to be on i think this is brilliant i've only done one really because a booze cruise by the way guys boozy water cruise i'm just thinking mm-hmm. spiked perrier or something la croix please um i've only i did one in thailand and Ooh. it was in bangkok and it was probably the most pleasant experience i had in bangkok and you could see i think it was wat arun if i'm mm-hmm. not mistaken which temple it was um which was under construction at the time and you could actually just see it from the boat because you couldn't see it in person mm-hmm. and you're reminding me that it was a really pleasant experience I, it's something that yeah. i would actually kind of discard 
well, out of is, hand. I, I was when I was a many long time listeners will know I started my career as a tour guide, and one of my favorite things was when we landed in Paris. Those bateau mouches, which seem so hackneyed and so unappealing, any old city was probably built around its mm-hmm. river. Mm-hmm. So the river is really a highway through the main sites, and there's never a traffic jam. You're not going to get huh. held up by the traffic lights. So it was always the loveliest way to refresh your sense of Paris. And again, as you say, Shelley, you were essentially thinking, oh, yeah, I do want to see that. Oh, that reminds me. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the perfect primer. I it's love a- the highway analogy. That's nice. It's a, gr- it's a really great first night thing to do because you you want to do something. You don't want to be in your hotel room. Mm-hmm. And it's quiet and calm. And I mean, if you're in Vienna or Amsterdam or Paris mm-hmm. or my gosh, any of the cities on the Rhine, yes, please. I mean, like it's up. it's really it's really really beautiful. Hungary, oh my gosh, doing I did that in Budapest. In Budapest, it was amazing. So you you're a water person in general, I yes. understand. Yeah, and you're you're into hotel pools. Oh my gosh, yeah. Always, always, always have a swimsuit in your bag. Like 100%. I have to agree. I forget. Sometimes when you go to a place like Paris, you don't pack a bathing suit because you're not going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you end up at the Ritz or, you know, the ground or whatever, and the pools are just, oh. I must admit, if you see me unexpectedly in a hotel pool, I might be in a Speedo, which I'm not normally because it is in my in my carry-on. I have two little back, pockets on either side, and my perennials are in those pockets, which mm-hmm. are sort I do of that too. medication, mm-hmm. certain cables. And there is a Speedo stuffed in there because it <laughs> takes up a little less room. How did how did you learn to take a, a swimsuit? What was the what was the moment that taught you that? It's my off hours. I mean, there are certain hotels that will keep the, you know, some hotels, especially in Europe, they'll have the pool open all night. And if you can get in and just take a nice dip before bed and then a hot shower, it's so wonderful. I mean, unless like, you know, there's a girl or boy scout convention in town, like you want to avoid the water, (laughs) like it's the plague because it's probably in the water. But if it's, you know, business people are usually like around dinner time, all at business dinners. And if I have a dinner break at the theater, you know, we're required to actually let people eat. Um, I'll run home and take a swim in the pool. And that gives me also a little wake up. For the second eight-hour part of my day, which is wonderful. That's such a great tip, especially going at night. It's so true that there's never anyone there. You've never anyone there. People are usually there to, you know, have dinners out and things like that. So it's just, it's key. So it's not just pack a swimsuit, but it's remember you can go swimming at midnight. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's probably bet the pool will be emptier and the experience will yeah. be better. Yeah, or go swimming at like 7 or 8 and take a late dinner. Like, just like, yeah, relax yourself, that. especially off-season. It's magnificent. Do you have a favorite hotel in New York for, for its pool? Well, there's not a lot of there's hotels lot. in New York for its pool. Um, I do like, oh my gosh, and I'm going to say like the most horrible. I don't know the name of the hotel, but they have the great burgers. They have the burger joint. The bar- oh, Le Meridian? Park Meridian. The Park Meridian. How I know the Park Meridian. Um, they <laughs> no, have, that's fair. They have a great pool there. Um, it is often super chlorinated, so your swimsuit might not come out the same color. Huh. Um, but when I have friends in town, often we'll just like get a room. That, if they have kids. Yeah. And then all the kids, we all go swimming and get burgers. And we don't even stay in the hotel. That's it's just a brilliant. great kind of thing to... I think using a hotel swimming pool 
pool as a local amenity is a mm-hmm. really lovely idea, especially for your kids. If it's a the staycation, I think people often think of staycations as a romantic thing where you get a babysitter and you go to. But actually, if it's a hotel with a huge pool, yeah, it's a family staycation. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I've talked about this before, but there's um there's an app called Resort Pass that allows you to do that. You um you basically get access to a list of all the hotels that let you get a day rate mm-hmm. or a cabana. Uh, without booking a room. And that's really useful. So you you don't pack, you are an exercise person. Obviously, you're a dancer, you're a singer. But you don't pack gym shoes because they're a little too bulky. What do you pack instead, other than your swimsuit? Well, you mean just for like walking around or that kind of thing? No, or? for exercise. You were talking about um, resistance bands. Oh, resistance bands are everything. If I'm working and I'm sitting in a theater, um, even in the hotel room, these bands have absolutely they know they take up zero space and you can get a real workout in and you know they're always in the little front zip part of my bag sometimes you you know they're asked to see them you know like what is this um but it is it is life-changing just to be able to have that and you know i don't do anything to i'm not like hanging from the ceiling or anything in a hotel Do you use particular youtube videos or just your own routine no i have my my own routine i mean you know often it's your especially when you get off a plane i sometimes use them on the plane if your legs oh. start to cramp, you just pull them out and just give your, you know, oh, your foot a flex up and down. Um, really good if you're doing long flights, like flights to Australia or flights mm-hmm. to Japan, and you don't want to just continue to walk up and down yeah. that aisle and dodge people. Just, you know, avoid well, the see, blood clots, do some flex, some resistance. Because I know that certain hotels, for instance, Even is, is kind of a wellness-oriented brand. Uh, they actually stock resistance bands in all of their rooms as just a habit, mm-hmm. as part of their brand pillars. Um, because, like you're saying, it's just a very convenient way to work out and very compact. But bringing it on the plane, not stashing it in your luggage, putting it somewhere that you can access it and using it as a way to recover from your long flight in the middle of your flight. In the middle of your flight. That, I think, is the hack within sh- the hack. I'm sure there are people... Oh, do I get two buttons? Is a hack within a hack. <laughs> the hack within the I mean, hack. That's a two-beller. I wait, that's, I'm this, just that's what this sounds like. <laughs> That's a double double bonus. (laughs) I'm just going to speak up for the hairy people out there. I really struggle with resistance bands in the gym because they rip the hairs on my legs. But I could use them on a plane because they wouldn't make skin-to-skin contact. So anyone listening who also remembers a painful time with the resistance bands, I'm with you. The plane is just saying, Mark, so the, magic, the magic is fading for our listeners because yeah. you've revealed now that you are both hairy and a speedo wear. I know. And I wear <laughs> in an emergency. And, you know, also, I just wear welcome. leggings. So I'm learning yeah. that you really like to expose your body. Yeah. So that's what I'm learning. It's like, I'm Again, like, never ripped the hair on my Simmer down, everybody. <laughs> Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. 
Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. Talking of exposures, I know that you also say a great way to meet people when you travel. It's very old-fashioned. It's asking someone to take your picture, which I think we've forgotten in an era of selfies and selfie cameras that you can actually ask a stranger to take your picture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had so much. It's interesting. I've traveled by myself a bunch, and I love it. I can read actual books. I can breathe. I can set my own agenda. But there always comes a time when I wish I had someone to talk to and asking someone if they'll take your picture. And, you know, often they'll say, oh, you know, absolutely. And and sometimes they'll, you know, ask, are you here by yourself? And not in a creepy way, but in a just, you know, where have you been? And I have had the best time hanging out with people that have been on their So you've their actually and, hung out with them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was I was once um, in a resort. And if I traveled by myself when I was younger, for sure, I always went to an all inclusive resort. So I never had money on me. So if I went to the beach, like no one had to watch my bag, you know, like I. So it was a really great way to travel and feel safe if you're if you're by yourself. I love that. And so when you're going into these restaurants where, you know, you're queuing up, um, sometimes if you have a book with you, that's often a tell that. I'm not going to be talking to anybody but myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this really wonderful couple, this older couple come up to me and they were like, hey, are you by yourself? Would you like to join us? And it was so beautiful. We had a great conversation. It just so happened that their daughter was going into theater. And they said, you know, she's going to college and is there any advice you can give? And, any thought? and so we actually ended up having a conversation that was beautiful. Oh. I got to meet a couple who was learning how to best support their daughter in theater, which I loved so much, and give them, you know, some tips about ways to help her and buy her tickets really to shows. Special. And like can that. I say, I, I, Nikki, give it, I want to ding because I think this is brilliant. I think it got lost. Um, going to an all-inclusive resort on your own seems so counterintuitive. Thank you for coming back to that. I agree. This is very interesting. And yet the point you make, which is it's very safe, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. partly because you're monitored and partly because you're not going to have money on you, you're a much less vulnerable a target, is a brilliant way of having a great vacation without something nagging in the back of your mind. And it would never have crossed my mind. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go if you just had a breakup. You know, (laughs) you have to be in a pretty good place to go. Although the booze might help. (laughs) We've talked about solo travel before. And, you know, Nikki and I have done a lot for work and other people do. When you travel alone on vacation, there are lots of challenges and people second guess it. And every time we can offer different ways to Mm -hmm. say, hey, just take that trip on your own is amazing. I love that advice. I think that's great, too. Um, and I think maybe you'll come back to that now with your kids, potentially. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Although I do like to set my own course. So we'll we'll see. You know, I was a little tempted to do a family in Turks and Caicos. And we still might. Yeah. I, I say that, go for it and that, report back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that'll sway me a little bit. So I want to talk a little bit about your, about your obviously you've toured with, with lots of productions and mm-hmm. you are, a, you, we want basically, Nikki and I had a bit of a nerd moment. Tell us what it's like. This is nothing to do with travel. Hitting that high note in Seasons of Love. Yeah. How do you do it? Uh, lots of training. Lots of water. Did you ever miss it? I did not. 
I mean, you. I was a little, I can see that I haven't Could you do been. it now? I mean, not in the studio right this minute, but is it something that you have to work up to like a marathon? You do have to work up to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm still a soprano. I still sing um, in Broadway inspirational voices. So I still keep up my chops. Um, but, you know, if I were like singing at a at a karaoke place, you know, could I hit the note? Yeah, because that's adrenaline, right? <laughs> I, because there is a certain thing that just happens when you're like on and you just do it and it happens. But could I do it eight times a week right now? No, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to get back into training for that. Like, there's I, I a, just think whenever I hear that note, I just exhale yeah. with relief when, when the lady hits it because you think that is extraordinary. And I just wondered how, in, we were talking about how intimidating is it to have that nagging away at you till you hit it each night. Yeah, I mean, you're you're hitting it in the wings before you. You're, like, you're not just like, hope it goes well. Like, you are truly, you're, you're hitting it well before half hour, and if you can't hit it, then you call out. Wow. Yeah, anyway, like, you have to, sorry, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I just okay. want to pull us back. Sidebar. Was, we're just having a little fun. Sidebar. One other thing I wanted to ask. Montreux, you yeah. visited oh. on tour. Yeah. Tell us why this little, this perfect Swiss village is so perfect, because I don't think Montreux is necessarily top of people's lists. It is. It's such a fascinating place. I ended up on, on tour in Montreux with um, Porgy and Bess, and we arrived at night in a, a fairly old hotel, um, and I just went in my room and crashed. And the next morning, I opened up. There was a, a little veranda, and they had, like, the doors, and they swung open, and I literally felt like Green Acres because I opened it up and I was like, <gasps> and I was like, I literally had this like. This was a missed musical moment. I know. The hills are alive. I was like, with the sound what of is music. Happening? You know, I just, you know, when you're on tour and you just, you're traveling from place to place, and this was like a bus and truck tour. So we were traveling by bus and getting off a bus and getting into a new city. I had no idea when I opened that those doors that there was going to be this magnificent view i actually love I mean, getting into a hotel at night because when mm. you wake up and you see the view for the first time in the morning it is one of the most satisfying things one of the most satisfying feelings of i am here mm-hmm. and how often does that really happen no not Usually that often. it's like oh it's a building that can see me change you know it's not often like that you see this beautiful countryside i mean yeah. i was looking at the water and it's so you know picturesque and and it was an incredibly inviting town. And there's lots of little excursions you can take. Oh, so it's a good Swiss. But, and also, cool. yeah. you, your dad was a, was a musician as well. He still is. Uh, yeah, he's on the road now. Good for him. How yeah. old is he now? He is Does he mind 69. Okay. No, he doesn't mind at all. Good for him. So shout out to Shelly's dad for still yeah. working. Good for him. But um, there's, there's, a, there's a jazz festival in Montreux as well, isn't there? Oh, my gosh. Yes, a famous, famous jazz festival. So it's a very, uh, you know, also it's a very savvy audience. Um, you know, coming in there as an artist, they really appreciate art. They really appreciate the work and the artistry. You know, sometimes you think you're going to go to a little town and you're like, oh, little towns folks are coming to see the opera. And actually not. These are actually super savvy, um, music appreciating. I know uh, that the Montreux Festival descends on this town, but there is such a love for music there. I always think it's interesting to go to a place like that, both before and then during the event, so that you can actually watch the population swell to like three oh times gosh. its size. And do watching the logistics happen. Do your sightseeing cool. before all the people yes. arrive. And then once the jazz festival starts, then enjoy the festival. So bridge yeah. over. Yeah. There's something cool too about watching the local forces kind of put together the scaffolding or the barriers or whatever. And you kind 
kind of watch this transformation that happens mm-hmm. in a place every year and they have it down to a science. I kind of love that stuff. And some of the best albums, oh, live from Montreux, are some of the best jazz albums. You know, the debuts of some of the most incredible artists. What month of the year does it take place in? Do you know? It's July, I believe. Summer. I know it's summer, summer. but... It's July, I think. I think it does vary. So I was going to say, I know we need to let you go because you're you're prepping. What have you got coming? Just to, you've got, you got Aida coming, coming I have, up. I have Aida coming up. I just came back from London, which was incredible. And I was sitting down with Sir Tim Rice. Wow. Um, which was just in, in every way that you can imagine was extraordinary. And I have a couple other shows coming up and... Um, so if people want to follow you and keep track of not only your travels, but the, the shows you're working on, what are all your social handles? Where, where can they find you? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, at Shelly Williams. Um, and that's the that's the same that's for both. That's the main one. Yeah. On Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you so much, Shelly. Absolutely. Okay, Nikki, so tally Shelly up. How did she do? Shelly got six genius points. And what six points they were. Number one was for portable French presses. Kind of a side point there on putting espresso grinds in a baby formula container. That's for you. Just giving that one to myself. Mm -hmm. Number two, pre-order your room service. Genius. Brilliant. And call ahead. We want to hear from listeners whether you can actually pre-pre-order and book a meal to be in your room when you check in. Number three is for not being judgy about a booze cruise. Number four, go to the pool at night and always pack a bathing suit. And a Speedo, if you... Mark, pack a real bathing suit. (laughs) Number five is for resistance bands, which are great not just in your hotel, but also on a plane. And number six, solo travel, all-inclusive style. Brilliant idea. It makes me want to travel on my own just to try that out. Well done, Shelley. Thanks for listening to Travel Genius. I'm Nikki Eckstein. And I'm Mark Elwood. Do you have a favorite travel tip or hack? Or do you have thoughts on what you heard about today? We want to hear them. Just drop us a line at 646-324-3490. If you leave a voicemail, we might even play it on the show. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikki Eckstein. That's three Ks and no Cs. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at Mark J. Elwood and Instagram at Mark Elwood. If you haven't subscribed to Travel Genius already, I would ask why not. But of course, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, please take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. This show was produced by Topher Forges. Francesca Leafy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks again for listening. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.